listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This, however, is Frank Skinner. Um, I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran, and we're on um, Absolute Radio. You can text the show on 81215, 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Morning, uh, Jim. Morning, Peter. Morning, Morning. Richie. So, uh... You didn't get into character there. I did. Oh, did you? Was that character? I didn't say Wow. I just said morning. Okay. You know. Morning. I think you need a good or something, do you? Oh, okay. say morning, that's just, that's a time check, it's not a greeting. (laughs) Hang on, I'm checking the scripts. No, it doesn't say, my man just says morning. I was just having a look at the script, you know, it's heavily scripted, this. Uh, even this bit. Yeah. I sort of think we should have had another meeting about it. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> should have got some of those writers in. I said I'm not sure about the gaps. Yeah. But you're, yeah. you're all fine with it. Yeah. Um, I left everyone on a cliffhanger, so <laughs> I feel I should get straight. I've never done this you did. before. This is new territory, isn't it? Like yeah. a one-week-long cliffhanger. You, you were actually in a car park. No, in on an industrial estate. I was on a car park, yeah, in a, an industrial estate in High Wycombe. At Oxford Instruments. Outside Oxford Instruments. Okay. And what the first uh, debate I think we got into was whether Oxford Instruments make sort of intellectual studenty type instruments like lutes and yeah. serpentines. And I said they made compasses and protectors. Yeah, well, now why does the word helix come to my mind oh, when yeah. I think of my, um, my pencil think, case? I, do, I well, think that too. I don't know. But we have had an you email. Don't know. We've had an email from Michael Dodd during okay. the week. Okay. Entitled Oxford Instruments. And it says Oxford Instruments makes large magnets for MRI. Don't get too close with your credit card. Oh. So mm. Oxford Instruments could be, you know. It's a good job I didn't go back to the hotel because you just know, don't you, yeah, that, 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 that the, uh, the key, key would have gone. Mm. The door key would have been ruined, but <coughs> that's what they make. What kind of an instrument is that? Why aren't they Oxford magnets? Or Oxford devices, yeah. Well, I looked up Oxford instruments and I found out about pacemakers. Oh, they got those. Plasma technology. Oh, that sounds like Superconducting yeah. wires. Uh, yeah. Superconducting wires, I like the sound I of I didn't that. know whether that was a review. <laughs> oh, yeah, they might just be <laughs> conducting wires. Yeah. They're just particularly yeah. good, Frank. Or perhaps they're super at conducting wires. And a lovely gay mm-hmm. man runs the company, and that's what he calls it. No, they I don't think we could say that. If his wife's listening, she <laughs> might think her entire <laughs> world has fallen to the ground. Luckily, she can suspend a large magnet above it and mm-hmm. raise it back up again. Am well, I good. They, they, they obviously do good work. They do. Um, respect. Anyway, mm. I didn't go in there. Obviously, someone was on their way to Oxford Instruments. In case you didn't hear the first part of this, I got into a car outside the hotel I was at in High Wycombe. Oh, yeah. Expecting to go to um, a a kitchen, an experimental kitchen (laughs) in Marlow, and ended up at um, Oxford Instruments. You know, the (laughs) magnet people, (laughs) as we call them. I was, perhaps that was it. Perhaps the car went past. Just drawn there. They switched on the big electro. <laughs> the guy just went because no, I remember he didn't turn the wheel. We went in sideways. There was two big black robbery um, uh, lines on the car park. Oh, what about? I thought he'd parked a bit close. Actually, <laughs> I couldn't get out on one side. We were right up against the wall. <laughs> and also, do you know my watch? <laughs> 
How far am I going to take thee? We were magnetised into this. I don't know. Okay, we'll have we'll have a short pause. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So anyway, I'm on the car park outside. Um, oh, Oxford story! Instrument. Such a sleazy beginning. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm on that, the that's, car that's the other thing, you it's know. Industrial, isn't industrial it? Industrial estate. It was I mean, early in the morning and I had a sheepskin jacket on as well. I mean, it did. It, it must that's have looked. That's a bit like they were filming Minder. I know. Mm. We, we, I think we went through this last week, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. Um, but uh, it's available on podcast if you don't want to miss out. So, I'm well, why honestly, would you when you've got cliffhanger stories about the car park? I was so cold. It's the coldest I've been, I think, since I've had money. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like that observation. Do you know yeah. this feeling when you get so cold, you feel a little bit thinner? No, so tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you could introduce it to the fashion yes. industry. Yes. Um, you I'm not get sure so I can afford to get that cold. It's like everything, everything yeah. tenses up to the extent where, like, I felt, oh, I my, you know, my stomach felt relatively flat. Mm. And mm. I was absolutely. <laughs> well, the thinner well, do get colder, don't they? Mm. My um, I, I, my buttocks were inseparable. That's how tensed I was. Oh, right. I had to. Uh, they were conjoined. <laughs> I had to get a cameraman to prise them apart later with an instrument. That's disgusting. I'm oh, sorry, but everything about me was so. Well, you were in the right place for an instrument. Yeah, yeah it certainly instrument. was. What I needed. Just hope they didn't use a compass. Yeah, I needed a magnet. <laughs> what I should have done is um, put some iron filings down the central <laughs> reservation. <laughs> and then got a magnet either side. Anyway, I, let's not go Don't too call far. It into the what the German. Um, the, 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 the Nazis experimented with... Um, oh, so well, what's happened? <laughs> We're talking about Oxford Instruments. Yeah, I know that, like, but... names of the Nazis. Well, I'm talking about... When they had, um, when they had sailors or airmen ended up in the ocean, because they were freezing cold, mm. they um, experimented with picking... picking you know, the main problem is hypothermia. Mm -hmm. They would pick them up on uh, ships... And then they would have um, rooms with um, ladies, with ladies <laughs> in them. And the men would go and uh, have the physicals. And that would restore... <laughs> it's the best, most efficient way to restore the body heat. They'd warm themselves with the... Yeah, with patriotic volunteers, I, I, I think. Oh. But, yeah, that's how they did it. Of course, this was, you know, High Wycombe. Is this one of your... Tuesday morning. <laughs> I mean, um, very few patriotic, who are you going to call? Very few patriotic volunteers <laughs> knocking around no, on the industrial estate. Well, yeah. I couldn't see it. It <laughs> may have been. I don't, I don't think I was recognised. But, uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, and, of course, the, do you remember that thing? You'll know about this, Al. The um, bricklayers. Oh. <laughs> you know the bricklayers That's thing? So do you know cruel. this? Am I somehow being involved in a sort of a manly trade issue? Well, you're manly. Of my you're, northern you're, accent. More, you're more manly than... Uh, than the rest of us, yeah. I include myself. But, you know, bricklayers, the story, I don't know if it's true, there's any bricklayers you might want to back us up on this, or, or refute it, that they, um, they, um, they wee on their hands when they get cold to keep them... Um, oh, do they? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we've all done it, but I'm talking about deliberately. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, some of the bricklayers I've oh. met might not be doing it deliberately, to be honest. No. <laughs> no, but have you heard of that as a method of keeping? You're going to ask me if I've ever done it. 
it? I, no, know, I, I would haven't. never ask you. I would never talk a, to a lady. Like that. <laughs> there was a rumor. Lady. There was a rumor re- went round my school about a lad who had a milk round who used to pee himself on purpose to keep warm on the milk round. So it, maybe there is some truth in this. Really? Uh, yeah. I wouldn't do that. I think they're electric, aren't they? The float. <laughs> <laughs> You know when cats used to wee on electric fires and that was that? Could have been they like still that. have the that milk floats? Does anyone still get the milk delivered, by the way? I saw milk on um, somebody's step the other day. I saw it on Jonathan was, Ross's step the I, other day. I was taken up. Now, this was the old woman lives down the road. There was about 17 <laughs> bottles. Thank. No, sorry. But it was, um, I was amazed. Uh Oh, let me just have a scratch. Yeah, <laughs> if I sometimes look at my lovely house and I think, oh, you know, this is this house is what three to five percent builder urine. <laughs> it's a sobering thought. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had quite a lot of feedback. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've inadvertently opened up a, a text in. For people at the more coal-face end of the working <laughs> spectrum, oh. by uh, imagine if I said that. Well, it, I can imagine that. Okay, yeah, yeah me too, actually. Uh, well, I'll let you. In t- I'll, I'll explain. Uh, Andy from Sudbury has texted. A tip a friend was given to him while doing the knowledge on his moped. See, I mean the knowledge on a moped. I love. You know. I love it. Does I love to see a lectern on a moped? Yes, I do. Yeah, perspex lector. <laughs> For people that don't know, that's when they're learning to be taxi drivers in that their London. Oh, is that uh, what they're doing? T- I just thought they had a particularly long order. No, the no, old they're, pizza. Uh, they're, they're doing the knowledge, doing mm. the knowledge in it, Gough. Mm. Um, and uh, he said, uh, doing the knowledge on his moped to keep warm in winter, just drink lots and wet yourself in your waterproof suit. That was that tip. That's very a, similar to that, the. Um, that's a hardcore tip. And uh, 541 has texted, peeing on your hands is something bricklayers tell gullible apprentices. Um, I never knew that. Yeah. Well, we have, we've only got one man's word for it. There may be other views. <laughs> so we, respect, we respect all views on this show. <laughs> John has got in touch. To oh, say, John. Hi, I think I know him. Hi, Fralham. Is he an Uber driver? <laughs> hi, Fralham. <laughs> I like Fralham. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good, yeah. Mm. Oxford Instruments sounded very right to my wife and I also, with regard to school equipment. Mm-hmm. However, then we remembered we used to have a Texas Instruments calculator. Texas. Ah. Is this what Frank is thinking of? More work, less praise. John. Now, no, I think, I, I think there was an Oxford Instrument. De- oh, yes. I think Helix was written on my protractor. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think Texas Instruments does sound right, but that could just be like an electric chair, couldn't it? Well, no, I had, we had yeah, Texas Instruments, <laughs> but they were very state-of-the-art. I mean, I remember when Sheridan Morley, who had one of the first calculators, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, he bought one of the first calculators. We used to uh, see it when we were a child. I said it was too big. Well, um, I, um, I think Texas Instruments, are ma- they made those things that you measure Stetsons. Oh, yeah. Stet- mm. Stetson internal diameters, I think they do those. Oh, yeah. For the, when you're buying your hats. Anyway. <clears throat> so you were there, you were drawn oh, yeah. there. Are we still in the car park? I'm afraid so. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're just about to leave. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm moving away it's from... Clambered uh, out. Of so you're Mexico, which isn't easy if you've got uh, your keys in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I was a bit let down by sheepskin. Blimey. I always thought sheepskin was like the warmest of the warm. And no, but you've had that a few years now. Is that what happens? Mm. Old sheep get colder, just- do they? <laughs> Yeah, if they were a little, you get a really old sheep. Do people keep sheep at night? Isn't that what mutton is? Can that be 
you're texting? Do you get really old sheep? Yeah. Oh, now we're going to get the butchers texting in as well. No, but does, does, is every sheep basically doomed? <clears throat> or no. do people just have sheep and just... Well... Just have sheep? Here it is, Frank. We're all doomed, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up. That I didn't want to bring it up in the morning. Look, we'll talk. We'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Keep it cheery, Alan. Keep it cheery. You know about sheep. You're it's, it's Alan. Alan with a U. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So anyway, soon I shall be rescued. But first, Skinner, Dean, and Cochran together. The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. Okay, so yeah. Meanwhile, over in the High Wycombe car park. So I, I'd phoned the people I was working with, told them I was trapped uh, outside um, OI. Right, Colonel Abrahams. <laughs> and um, they, uh, they came over and uh, picked me. They were, I think, they were slightly frightened. I'd be furious. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was lovely about it. Were you? Well, that's oh, good. Yeah. It's good that you're advertising that first. Yeah. Why, why do you think they were fighting you'd be furious? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't imagine where they've got that from. No, I can't either. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> I, it was like, it was like, you know when that, that thing in the Bible, when, uh, when it said, if one, if one sheep strays, that you'd leave, the shepherd would leave behind the other sheep and go and rescue that one. Mm. That's what I was like in my sheepskin jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I felt I'd been, um, <laughs> Rescued from the uh, from the entangled uh, the prickly bush. So um, <laughs> so anyway, they they said right. What 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 can we get? What can we get you? And the only word I I could utter mm. was Bovril. and it came out of nowhere. Oh. I hadn't even thought about it. But it shows that you get to a certain level of coldness mm. unless you're a German airman. <laughs> um, where you, maybe it's not Bovril that you're calling for, but and I, I and I said uh, Bovril. Of course, they didn't have Bovril. People don't have them around. No. They sent someone out, mm. and it was it absolutely. I mean, this is not enough. I'm not being paid by Bovril, or as my dad used to call it, beef tea. This will go down beef on your. <laughs> this will tea. go down though now as industry word. Yeah. That Frank Skinner always insists on Bovril. No, only yeah. only if I've got hypothermia. Yeah. That subtlety will be lost with these people. Yeah, yeah. If stranded on an industrial estate. And if I remember rightly, and that, uh, just to try and twist this into a topicality, oh, yeah. didn't Jerry Hall used to advertise Bovril? Have I made that up? Did she? I think she did. Marmite, maybe. Now she likes her meat a little more oh. mature. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I can't remember which one it is. Fortunately, she's not in a position to sue us or anything if we get it wrong. No, no. I'm pretty sure that Jerry Hall advertised Marm. Um, no, I think it Bovril. was Marmite. No, it was Bovril. Bovril. Okay. Oh, no, you might be right, Frank. Well, well someone you will generally know. generally are. Our readers I'm know everything. I'm starting to realise you generally are. Thank you so much. Perhaps you could speak to my partner. About pretty much everything. <laughs> oh, this is a trap. <laughs> it's I not. I smell a trap. It's genuine. I don't know, I've made some mistakes. What about when I asked Faye Toza about her um, trampolining exploit? <laughs> oh, that was embarrassing. Had you read that on Wikipedia? Wikipedia. She said, people keep talking about that. It's not true. I thought, well, it's hardly a scandal. Exactly. <laughs> well, we all have our ups and downs. Hey! For the £10,000 for the old white dress. Who else uh, makes a strange joke you know, and then sings a little tune off I said, if you've it. still got your white dreads, I'll give you £10,000 for them. She laughed in my face. That's Dozer. Mm. 
Mm. <laughs> now the do- it's a dog just coming. <laughs> I'll just identify it. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a fine text in from uh, 832. Hi, Frank and the team. Just heard you talking about Bovril. When my son was in the Cubs, he came home upset one day and said they wanted me to drink bog roll. We couldn't <laughs> understand what he was on about, then realised it was Bovril <laughs> said in a black country accent. <laughs> I'm so glad we're on FM in the West Midlands now. <laughs> it's changed everything. <laughs> you were right, of course, about Bovril. Was it, Jerry Hall? As I said, right about everything. Someone has said, Frank is right again, Bovril. <laughs> what about Jerry Hall? Yeah. I think so. That's the yeah. level of communication we're getting. Frank is right. Again. And we have some <laughs> uh, clarity for the geometry set dilemma. This is from TJ Golding. Oh, I like the- TJ Golding. That's <laughs> played by William Shatner. <laughs> I like the geometry set. Yeah. TJ Golding. Like it's a group Tight of Tight jeans Golding. Um, <laughs> the Helix Oxford set of mathematical instruments. And it says complete it and accurate. Oh, I hated all that stuff. Mm. Did you? I mean, I had them, but I never, I never liked the geometries. Mm. It's hard, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really hard. I was all right with a ruler, <laughs> but um, oh, slide rule. Are you familiar with the phrase beef tea? I think my dad sometimes no. made his own beef tea with oh, did beef. He? Oh, you couldn't get beef bags or anything. You just, no. you just sort of boil. When you boil beef, you then drink the water from it. Oh, wow. We, and, we didn't really boil our beef. What did you have? A sort of uh, a pork cappuccino? <laughs> 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 that sounds rude, doesn't it? No, but I remember making rude. my... Rude. Oh, why that that you said rude? that, it didn't. I no. tried to make my grandfather a cappuccino when I was about four, probably knowing my parents, asking me to make coffees when I was a child. Yeah. And he complained and gave me a long lecture about how horrible the oh, cappuccino dear. was. Yeah. You see, be nice, you get more out of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've always been thought. I was uh, I was in a a, a, a um, I was in an Uber. I'll be straight with you. Okay. Careful on this show because we get a very large. Um, we get a lot of the black cab driver. I use I use all the various forms of mm. transport. It's just you know it's horses for courses. You of course, you can't always get one of those. Mm-hmm. No, um, but tricycles. We pulled. We pulled off. Considering those recently. Yeah, we pulled. Uh, we were coming down um, Regent Street. We were just pulling on to uh, Piccadilly Circus, and this driver, honestly, were you in a Richard Curtis movie? <laughs> uh, and this, this driver uh, honestly said to me as we pulled onto Piccadilly Circus, "It's always very busy." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought he's going to say, "Surely he's going to say it's like Piccadilly." He didn't. Mm. Oh, he didn't say. Oh, I can imagine your agony at the setup of a joke, I know. the non-delivery of a joke. I know, and I, I sensed if I said it, it might come over as a bit smarmy. <laughs> you know, I'd like to avoid that whenever <laughs> possible. It reminded me of when I was in. Uh, it reminded me of the time. <laughs> um, I was in uh, books, etc. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, I was in books, etc. And there's a woman in there with what looked like her granny or something. This old woman and, and, and the old woman. I must have told this before, but for some reason it cracked me up. She said, "Oh, look at all the look at all the books in here." <laughs> she said, "It's like a library." <laughs> and I thought, you know what, a bookshop is somewhat like a library in appearance. Well spotted, Grandma. Absolute. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
I was just saying, I think I'm the only person who's looked at that picture of Jerry Hall marrying <laughs> Rupert Murdoch mm. today and gone, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you are. Uh, big hearted. Big hearted Arthur, they call me. That is what we say about you when you're yeah. not around. <laughs> just, just FYI, that's not what that. they call you. <laughs> Oh, so... They um, only say nice things about you, Frank. I'm sure they do. Well, Big Hearted Arthur was the catch... the uh, signature tune for Arthur Askey. Oh, was it? And uh, a friend of mine, who actually works on TalkSport, was telling me that he watched an old show with Arthur Askey come on, and he came on to do a chat show, and it was like, Big Hearted Arthur, they... He sat down and, and ranted about immigration, <laughs> bringing back a national service, bring back the uh, the cat, you know, for whippings and executions. And then he went off to Big Hearted <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> and as I pointed out, it should have been... They should have done a version that was called Bigoted Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Arthur Askey has been name-checked on commercial radio on a Saturday yes. morning. All is well with the world. Thanks. Why is it called Bothrell, by the way? Don't know. Is that... Because often these things are sort of a pun, aren't they? Yes, I'm sure we can work this like out. Like Marmite, hopeful par. Well, it sounds vaguely hey. beefy, doesn't it? Not in a both, Not in a Botham sense. No. Just in Does a... it sound... Bovine. Oh! Bovine, yeah, because it's, it's from Bo- uh, Bovine. Cattle. What about the rill? Um, it's real. It's the real thing. That's just made Isn't up. Isn't that real. Bovril, it's the real thing. No. Just do it. <laughs> what was the catchphrase? What was the catchphrase for Bovril? Naughty You're... but nice. No, that's cream oh. cakes. That uh, campaign was written by Salman Rushdie, apparently. The no, it was Faye Weldon, nice. wasn't it? Oh, I heard it was Salman Rushdie. Oh, we've got our urban mess confused. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. Uh, listen, 304, Jackie, who's one of our regulars, has got in touch with us. Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. Remember we were talking about congas last week, Oh, yes. Frank, And I said I wanted you to take my conga virginity. Um, yes. <laughs> football. Yes. We Jackie, should put that yeah. out and just yeah. cut out the word conga. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's not. I get on very well with Kath, thank you. Yes. Um, fo- you get on very well with me and, of course, that would go down the toilet as well. <laughs> oh, of course it would. We know that. Football Jackie here. Sister of Spreadsheet Russell. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. Can you Jackie remind us? works for the FA, if I remember Yes, right she there. does, correct. The, well, the Premier League. Yes. And uh, Spreadsheet... No, the FA. She works for <laughs> okay. the FA. Spreadsheet Russell, Alan? Uh, a person that was in Frank's audience who had kept... Uh, a, a record sp- of every film he's seen at the cinema. OK, yeah. very good. But, this is like not judge them artistically, just a record of them. Yes. Anyway, Jackie F.A. says, following on from Frank's... Hold on a minute. Jackie... Oh, can I say her surname? Is yeah. that right? Jackie Bass. I remember it now. Billy Bass. I asked, it if she, I asked if she was... Uh, you did. ...related to Big Mouth Billy. There you go. Following on from Frank's conga tales last week, when I worked at QPR and results weren't going our way... Can we hold it there? Because yes. we have to go to the news. OK. And I think that's a great cliffhanger. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's been quite a few things happened to QPR when results weren't going their way. So <laughs> let's hold our breaths. You're listening to the Frank Skinner Podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us, why don't you? On eight twelve fifteen, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Now, new readers um, who joined us since the news 
might be interested to know that we had a, a message. We're supposed to not say text and emails. Did you remember from last week? We well, got that told was off. One person. And, and uh, uh, it and proved wildly impractical because. You know, it's a sort of a springboard for how somebody has sent a message in, isn't it? Mm. When you say, you we've had a text. don't understand what you're getting at. Or we've had an email. You can't just say... We've heard from. Oh, okay. I'm with, I'm with the... Anyway, so, um... Jackie Bass is working at QPR and yes. things results aren't going well. No. <laughs> that's, that's how the story begins. Results at QPR weren't going our way, leading to morale being at an all-time low. Mm. A colleague sent an email to all staff inviting them to take part in a hokey-cokey on the middle of the pitch. Hokey-cokey, OK. It's very difficult to be sad after that. Love the show. Jackie. I think I would find that very well, the, easy to be sad after. The hokey-cokey on the pitch? I've never mm. regarded the hokey-cokey as in the same league as the conga. Really? What's the difference? Well, the conga, you're going somewhere. There's a sense of progress, movement, of life moving on, of change. I'll tell you what I think. I think the conga is a little bit more brash and broad. It's a bit ITV, and the hokey-cokey is a bit BBC. It's, yeah. it's swap shop versus uh, tis was. I think the hokey-cokey is reminiscent of Dante's um, Seven Circles of Hell. <laughs> <laughs> you go in, you come back, you go, you know, you're trapped in the old, in your own... Purgatory. No, hell. <laughs> anyway, um, whereas I think um, maybe you could see the Congress purgatory as you, you move towards um, mm. paradise on a good night. I struggle with the idea of joining in on both, frankly, but... Um, you you're know, not a big joiner, you don't really. like a con- I, I, don't, I can't I imagine. I don't love a joiner. I shouldn't in. think you're much of a dancer, are you? Am I right? Oh, I can throw shapes, <laughs> but I'm not... Um, I shouldn't think you're much of a dancer, frankly. No, but I, I, I'm not much of a dancer, but um, I imagine Al would think it's a bit unmale to dance. What? <laughs> I love a dance. You say that as if I'm macho. You're asking me questions about bricklaying earlier. I don't know any of this stuff. Martial arts, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Martial yeah. arts are massively popular to the female community as well, actually. Yes. Anyway, we've also had uh, an email Yes, I've from... discovered that to my peril. <laughs> that sounds a good story. Um, uh, our other texting yes. is uh, is about how did they name Bovril? I don't know if you remember throwing yeah. that one out there. Yeah. Um, Will this be a big scandal, by the way, that QPR, when they were at results problems, should have been concentrating on training and instead they were doing the okey-cokey on the pitch? Was that where be. Peter Odin Wingy turned up to? What if he'd turned up there to sign for them? They'd been doing the hokey cokey. He'd have thought, well, I've made the worst mistake or in my life. Or a conga. They could have just, just, just gone, gone past it. He was on his way in to sign in. There's Harry Redknapp leading out a conga. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, we've had a message. We've heard from someone. Oh. Uh, the first part of the product's name from comes from Latin bovem. Oh, Bovril. We're on Bovril. We're on Bovril now. Yeah, it's a Bovril. I said that. I said it came from bovine, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, meaning, did, meaning did. ox. Johnson took the vril suffix. Johnson? I guess that's oh, the people... Oh, where's he come from, Johnson? Johnson yes. must he's be arrived, the people that make Bovril. completely introduced. Unintroduced. He's, in, he's a new character. I didn't know he had a storyline this week. Do you think so? Um, you all right, Frank? What are you doing, Frank? Yeah. I just noticed there's a, a sort of a, there's a paper. What what, you, what are those called? Bulldog, there? bulldog clip. Bull, there's like a big bulldog clip. I just put my biro in it just while, we're, while I'm listening. What well, good for okay. you. Johnson, who I guess are the makers of Bovril, yeah. took the vril suffix from Bulwer-Lytton's 
then popular novel The Coming Race, 1870, whose plot Sounds revolves... Sounds a bit dodgy, <sighs> The Coming Race. It does sound a bit dodgy. The plot result revolves around a superior race of people, the Vrilyar, who derive their powers from an electromagnetic substance named aye, aye. Vril. Oxford Instruments. We're back at Oxford <laughs> Instruments. Yeah, in my end is my beginning. Therefore, Bovril indicates great strength obtained from an ox. So it's named after a sci-fi novel and an ox. Fascinating. I must get a jar. We should uh, run a text in. If you can think of any other household products that are named after <laughs> literary <laughs> references. Oh, no, the better's loud. Too niche, do you think? Ajax is named after, um, <laughs> from Homer. Oh, I thought that was after Ajax. Oh, OK. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it's, it's Homer, yeah. Well, yeah, Greek, yeah. Is so, actually? Yeah, Ajax oh, really? is in... I thought you were just mucking well, around. Well, it's because it's strong. It's the strongest one. Yeah. So, OK. So... Medusa, scouring pads. Oh, yeah. Is there such a thing as... No. Oh, okay. Um, okay, let's, let's, let's go to somewhere else. <laughs> so what do we want? Household products named after, after literary There must be topics. some more. <laughs> oh, there'll be, yes. Yeah. That's so obscure, this Frank. Can't we just do Where's Spangles? <laughs> uh, uh, what's your favourite colour is the sort of thing they do on <laughs> magic, isn't it? <laughs> no, they don't. It's a very fine station. Just remember, it's one of ours. OMG. <laughs> Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You asked for household products that had been named after literary characters. Well, literary references, things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, M. K. Knight says uh, Flash is Flash Gordon, possibly. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take it. What about um, the road to Domestos? <laughs> You know, you have a road to Domestos experience, like St Paul. <laughs> yeah. Come yeah. on, back me up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm not saying it, you know, it's a great, it's, it was an impromptu texting. I bet there's others. So. I'm not it's giving up yet, niche. I hope, yeah. Oh, no. We always knew it was quite niche, I think. Yes. I'm not frightened that, about that. Um, now, we've received a photograph, which I appreciate isn't that convenient for our... Uh, readers, however, we perhaps we could put it pictures. up on the social media and we oh. paint word pictures. Yeah, Marcus yeah, Grenfeld are. has tweeted us to say, "Here's a pic of Sean. Sean is a sheep who oh. just turned up one day and stayed. He loved playing footy with the dog. There's a picture of Sean, the dog, and the football." Um, so the sheep just turned up. Brilliant. Th- that they mm. wander though, don't they, sheep? Aren't you supposed mm. to give them back if they turn up? I don't know. I, d- I Probably don't work got for uh, Defra. You don't work for Defra? Yeah. What the heck are you doing here? We do. <laughs> what is Defra? It's the uh, Department of the Environment of something, blah, blah, blah. You is need it, it if you keep sheep. Because a couple of friends of mine had some sheep. I oh, thought yeah. we were on I Defra won't name their names. <laughs> oh, I really need to read my contract. Mm. I thought this was Defra Radio. <laughs> Oh, Defra. <laughs> is it Defra like or Defra? I don't know. Anyway. It is Defra, you're right. Yeah. Features like a galleon. All the Spanish men or Defra. I bet they do that. Why are dedicating a song to Defra? I bet that's the Christmas party. They get up and sing that. Do the hokey pokey like a sheep, just, a sheep just turned up like, like, like Martin Gare. Have you ever seen that film? <laughs> Martin Gare, when he just turns up. Turns out it wasn't the, the real sheep after all. Mm. Spoiler alert. We've oh, had a load of sheep no. stuff in. Have we? Yeah. Well, that's Chris Shales, the, the vet, has sent a missive about sheep's teeth. Wow. 
<laughs> Dear Frank, <laughs> Emily and the Cockrell, listening to your chat earlier about whether sheep get old reminded me of my days as a country vet near Norwich. Mm -hmm. Sheep... I hope he's not some sort of Walter Mitty character. Sheep teeth grow constantly as they wear until they basically run out of tooth. Well, don't we Ooh. all? So most sheep age is limited by how long their teeth last, usually three or four years, but it depends on their diet. This applies to other animals too, and a crude way of ageing a horse, now this is good for me because I've got my ride tomorrow, is to examine the pattern and degree of wear on their teeth. Hence the phrase, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, as it was considered ill-mannered to try and see if a horse given as a gift was older than it looked. That's fair oh. enough. That's from Chris Shales. So a sheep dies because its teeth run out and it hasn't, it hasn't got any chewing done. Presumably. It? Simon Cowell would be all right then, in the sheep world, because his veneers never run out. No. <laughs> Does that mean if I had a sheep and um, I bought a blender, it would be immortal? Yeah. Well, definitely. I'm, I might... I might look into that. <laughs> I, I say that as... <laughs> I'm going to do it. One of DEFRA's leading experts. I promise you that's definitely true, yeah. I think that's a, quite a good idea. I could, uh... Yeah, a sheep and a Nutribullet, and, uh, you've mastered immortality in the sheep community. Well, it's something I've been working on for a few weeks. I think we're there. <laughs> well, well done, everyone. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. It was the Oscars this week, which I don't think we've discussed this morning, have we? <clears throat> I no, want we to were talk busy talking about Defra uh, and Sheep. And it was the bad Oscars, wasn't it, this year? The so bad Oscars. Oscars. What do you, oh, I see. You know the bad Oscars. Well... Wouldn't want to win one this year. Wouldn't you? You oh, say, oh, I want to... This is the Oscar down, I won in 2006. Oh, oh, that was, wasn't that the bad Oscars? I mean, who wants it in their life? Sorry, well, Leonardo, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Only person left who calls him Leonardo. <laughs> What did I say? Everyone Leo. else calling him. Leo. Leo. Yeah. You yeah. served a load of time there. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> loads of time. Just think of what you could have done with that. Do you think you'll ever meet dark. the right woman, Leo? Is he not um, in a relationship? I don't really know. Oh, is he that, not like... in a relationship? Different one every well, night. Once you've worked with Kate Winsley. Yeah. yeah. Different every, one every, every night. Every step down. He's a busy different? lad. Is it yeah. a different one every night? Yeah. Really? Well, you know, while he's young. Forty-three. Yeah, uh, he's older than me. <laughs> not, not looking quite so cool now. Um, anyway, Sam Smith. Remember the one who lost a load of weight and did the Bond song? We don't really remember. Oh yes. Well, the Bond song. I remember it. I just don't like it. Writing's on the wall. It's too for his career. Yeah. Well, it is screamy. That's better than he sounded on the light. God love him. He had a mare. He had a mare. With him, Did who it? sang better, actually. <laughs> <laughs> My mare would sing better. <laughs> With her name is. Um, he, he had a mare. Sam Smith had a mare. He did. That's going to cause trouble at the council house when that comes up. He <laughs> said it was the worst night of his life. Oh, come on, That's yes. overdoing it a bit. He said, singing was horrible, I hated every minute. I mean, mm -hmm. how do you think it was for the rest of us? It sounded I a only bit... I like the first half of it. It did sound... I mean, I just don't like the song. That's brutal, I think I think they call it, it a bit room. toppy in the trade. <laughs> I think a mic stand had fallen on the piano, though. Oh, I don't yes. think it was his fault. Yes. Why didn't he come up with that? I don't know yeah. why. Maybe he thinks it's been used smudge. too much lately. Come on, Smudge. Get your <laughs> excuses. Get your excuses <laughs> under... Uh, on... <laughs> he also got into a spot of bother with the LGBT community. Yes. Yeah. Now, this, I think, this was just a mistake, wasn't it? It was. I don't think he did a bad thing. Say what he did, Frank. 
Well, he said he was the first openly gay man to win it. Op- the openly gay... Did he say man or person? He said he was the first openly ga- gay man... To, to win an Oscar. Yeah. Well, clearly you were. Oh, no, well, you didn't win the Oscar. No. I was the first practising <laughs> Roman Catholic to win Rear of the Year. You were the first practising member of the S&M community. <laughs> yes. Not to win an Oscar, yeah. I'll put money on. <laughs> I haven't won an Oscar, can we make that clear? No, no, this yeah. is how rumours start. You should have. Yeah. Frank Skinner's doing well in America, apparently, <laughs> really. He's won an Oscar. Did he? For what? You might get an, you won't get an Oscar. I think it was sound effects on uh, Mad Max. Really? <laughs> no. Wow. Best foreign film for... Um, now, I'll tell you what, I think for Perkins, you might get an Emmy or something. You could have been nominated. Oh, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so he, he said that, and then he wasn't. He wasn't the first openly gay man to win an Oscar. Yeah, but guess what happened? Yeah. Because he ended up... He said that, he, and then, unfortunately, Dustin Lance Black... That was my job at the uh, Minstrel <laughs> Theatre. <laughs> <laughs> OMG! Dustin Lance Black... We didn't, we didn't know in those days. We knew, we knew no better. <laughs> Unbelievable. Dustin Lance Black. Yeah. Who was... <laughs> Don't yourself. keep saying it. Okay. DLB. He... It's not my fault for saying no, it. No, no, you're right. I'm I... just saying a man's name. I've been a damn fool. You're saying the stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying the name. Dustin, Dustin Lance, Lance Black. Who goes out with... Uh... Who goes out with Tom Daly. Yes. He oh, of the... The pan fame. Oh. I mean, that's what he's best known for now, that big pan. Uh, yes, the big... Uh, the, the master pan. Which, of yeah. course, was a breakfast for both of them. That's what he was making. It <laughs> was a... Yes, he said, I'm yeah, making it yeah, for yeah. my... But he said, I'm making it for my boy... Did he say boyfriend? Yeah. You see, I know now, Frank, these days. That the... <laughs> I know that. I mean. No, no, but what I didn't know was that the, the gay community have embraced um, engagement as well as marriage. Of course, what do you mean? What are they... What... Why do they pick in all the rubbish things from the heterosexual community? I mean, <laughs> engagement, it's sort of gone, hasn't it? Yeah. Do people still do that? I think they do, but... So uh, he actually used one of my favourite words of all time, fiancé. <laughs> oh, I love a fiancé. He said, stop, te- stop texting my fiancé. I thought you are. only had fiancés in Hello! magazine. Uh, well, it's just, I used to get them in, um, in carry-on films. I thought it was very Bavarian Castle, the fiancé. No, well, we haven't explained what happened. He... Dustin Lance Black said... I've said it 12 times now. Yeah. That, said, was, that was my job. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. again! Yeah. Yes, he, um, he was... Uh... He was cross with Sam Smith, because not only had he said that no uh, openly gay man had won an Oscar when he had, in fact, won one for the screenplay of Milk... Mm-hmm. I must admit, I, I didn't know that. I did. I loved that film. I, l- I liked the film. the film, but I didn't know it was written by... Uh, DLB and he won, won an Oscar. And, I mean, you need so much research. Yeah. Poor Sam Smith. Poor Sam Smith. And he was texting Tom Daly. He was texting Tom Daly. He said, I'll tell you what um, DLB said, hey Sam Smith, if you have no idea who I am, it may be time to stop texting my fiance. Fiance? Love it. Yeah. And then I suspect he did his e-formation. But is, is, there any, is there any sort of inference there that he's a bit, didn't like him texting his fiance? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's quite a lot 100. of inferences. Okay. Of course, George Michael was engaged, wasn't he? That's what it said on the door. <laughs> <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. The bit that I took away from this story about the Oscars is that Tom Daly's boyfriend mm. has got an Oscar. Fiance. Yeah, fiancé. Sorry, I didn't realise. Yeah, he's got an Oscar. What of it? Big deal. 
Well, that makes them quite an intimidating social couple, doesn't it? Imagine going around yeah. for dinner at their house. Bronze, like, bronze medal in the Olympics, was he? Yeah. Was it? He's quite an overachiever himself. And then, like the other guy, oh, well, imagine yeah. going out got for an dinner. Oscar. If I'm going around their house, it's for breakfast. Yeah, with that master pan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's when you get the old. You're on the old Fair master enough. pan. Lovely. You've yeah. got to send one. I know. Oh, have you used it? I keep buttons in one. Sexy. <laughs> Paper clips in another. Coin, foreign coins. Oh, right. No, no, I don't. It's a brilliant uh, thing. Now, there was another incident at the Oscars, which was to do with Jenny Bevan, the costume designer. Did you oh, see this? Yes. Oh, yes, Jenny Bevan. She, she is the one that Stephen Fry recently called a yes. bag lady, didn't he? And she was said to have received a rather muted response when she went up to collect her Best Costume Designer Award because she didn't go frog. She went leather jacket and trousers yeah. and a scarf. And she's and defended herself on that, hasn't she, by saying that she'd look silly in an expensive frock. Well, can I say oh, I love Jenny Bevan? Didn't bother Ant. <laughs> did Ant have an expensive frock on? Yes, he did. He had a ball gown. Did he? Yeah. Didn't know that. Check your billboard. Why do you keep saying he had a ball gown? He had a ball gown on. Who, Ant? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> in the Brits. And wore a ball gown. Did you not? What's that? I'm the only person this has happened to. I was, of course, I was there, dear. You, but, are you um, sure that wasn't something Father John Misty put in your drink? No. <laughs> he. They just did a tribute to David Bowie, a very moving tribute. Then yeah. when it came back to Anton Deck, Anton got a ball gown on. Are you sure? Well, look, Sarah, our assistant producer, Daisy, oh, our well, producer. Daisy says it. She loves the EastEnders and the Brit. <laughs> It's her favourite shows, Frank. I'll tell you what's, what's brilliant. I was watching on television this week. Can I just say? What? Re- what's, I thought... Oh, really, we Channel 5, Al. I'd really recommend this. Broadchurch. <laughs> yeah? Oh, my God, talk about late review, Frank. Absolutely top-notch. Are you serious? I'm totally it. serious. I've watched, series I've watched all, I haven't got to the second yet. I've done... No bother. spoilers, if you want. I've done all no eight episodes. No spoilers? Episode. How can you avoid spoilers? Gone with the wind, no spoilers. I, I completely <laughs> avoid... I completely... Just for R2, no spoilers. I completely avoid... I didn't know. Uh, I, um, me and Kath watched all eight episodes this week. Absolutely brilliant. You heard it here last. There's been another, <laughs> se- there's been another series since then. Mm. Oh, no, no, but we'll get... You know, it takes time, these things. But, um, honestly... I'd recommend it. <laughs> I've seen it! Oh, what else really? do you recommend? Usual I've suspects. It. <laughs> really? Well, the ending's all right, the rest of it. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I do a thing on iPlayer, you know. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of the things Frank I... Frank Skinner on demand, it's That's called. correct. One of the things I had to watch was um, a documentary about tribute bands. Mm. And... Um, there's a ACDC tribute band called ABCD, which oh, <laughs> I really excellent. very fine. Because Please don't send in loads of tribute band names. No. Come no. on. It's amazing. You're better than that. You're juggling, Steve! <laughs> yeah. You're juggling so many different media projects, but you still find time to keep across all the uh, output, like broad church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're so up to I date. I like to keep, you know, finger on the pulse. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant broadcast. <laughs> I know, but Frank, no, but honestly. That, can, I, can I tell the <clears throat> readers, in that musical interlude, Frank was asking us questions, which obviously I won't reveal no. in case anyone hasn't seen it. Good luck with that, finding them. <laughs> but anyway, um, Frank was saying, well, that bit in that bit, why did she do that? 
I don't know, Frank. It's like trying to remember something to do with dissolution of the monasteries. It's a long time ago. <laughs> Oh, well, I haven't forgotten you the dissolution. You picked a bad example <laughs> for him. Yes, narrow church, as I call it. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I just ask this bag lady thing? Because I say that quite a lot. Oh, I'm like a bag lady when I've got lots of bags. But I don't really know what I'm comparing you myself to, to. You can say it of yourself. What you're can comparing you? yourself to. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't really know what I mean by that. You know what a bag lady is, though, don't you? Is it a, oh, this is a little bit awkward. Is it a person of the street? It's a person of the street. Sometimes, sometimes they carry loads and loads of carry bags with their with their world in them. Yeah. Mm. But there's, how did that come about? Because there's you know there's other things that there's could bag be a man. Phrase. There's bag man. That's why you never hear anyone call a bag man. No. Isn't that a seventies comic thing that they used to have a load that carried well, bag their bags man in? Some yeah, sort of bag man. Superhero. No, like a driver and just a kind of a bloke that came around with the seventies comic. He's got his bag man with him. Oh, yeah. bag oh, bag man. Anyway. Um, I just so think of football or going on the coach. I think Stephen Fry called yes. her a bag lady, but apparently they're all mates and it was a bit of, you know, hey, come on, come on. I can't mm. imagine Stephen Fry ever making it, any of those sounds. Guy. It, <laughs> it was a gentle industry, <laughs> industry roast. Yes. <clears throat> amongst yeah. colleagues, but... At the Oscars, the suggestion was that people weren't clapping her. People have s- subsequently said that that's incorrect and that yeah. they were clapping her and they've just edited the footage to make it look like that. But um, I was... Can I just say, I mean, I was in full support of her look. Oh, good. Mm. Com- well, that's hard coming from you, if you don't mind me saying. Well, it's A woman not. who is like an upside-down cake, always well-turned out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I explain why? Go on. And I'm going to get on my feminist high horse here. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry, Frank. No, because that's not what she <laughs> does. the horses for you these days. If you are an actress or a model, that's part of your job description. That's part of what you do is the fancy dress, sure. masquerade aspect of it. That's not what she does. No, I know that. No one says, William is... Goldman, your tie's not very nice. It, it is a bit It is a bit Pope Francis, I'll only travel in a, in a uh, G-registration Hillman imp. I just, whenever I watch the fashions... Yes. Let, let us, let's go back to the golden age of fashion TV. Mm. Now, I used to watch that, and you'd get all these <laughs> fabulous outfits. I mean, beautiful yes. stuff. And then the designer would come out, and I'd think, Who, who's this? this, this? I, I thought it's someone bringing a, a mic stand out. Yes. T-shirt t- and jeans. And mm-hmm. it's almost like they're saying, I don't, you know, I, I don't need to dress up. I'm the designer. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so that's fair enough. In the that. same way the screenwriter doesn't need to dress up. I'm happy with Jenny Bavin. Um, sort of, she t- adopted a sort of Robert Plant look, which I thought was fine. It was. Can I tell you? It was very my parents' friends. Yes, she I looked can like see she that. She had a lot of first editions in her house in Islington. She's won an Oscar before. I don't know what for, but she don't. You know, she don't need to. Uh... She's got an, an old Oscar and a new Oscar, and the new one's Musley. Did you oh, know they've that? changed the nature of the Oscar. They've changed the physique almost as if the Oscars are bursting. That like. <laughs> Drug cheat rules don't apply to actors. That's what it's like. I bet Jenny Bevan's made a little outfit for the, the original. Um, <laughs> she got, got it, we should say, for Mad Max Fury Road, B17 uh-huh. 9LJ. I think that's the full address. <laughs> Is that in the sat-nav? If you want to write to Matt, yeah, or drive there. Yeah. Be, be <laughs> if I got into my sat-nav and put in Mad Max Fury Road, where do you think I'd end up? Local cinema, that'd be something. No. I'll tell you where I'd end up. Oxford Instruments. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio.
You ought to know Frank's eating the pork scratching at the moment. Mm. This time of day. Sorry, that, that crept up on me a bit. Mm-hmm. I apologise for my unprofessionalism. Do you want us to say something for a little moment while you crunch through that? No. Um, yeah, can you read that for me? Yeah, sure. Um, you're listening to uh, Frank, the Frank Skinner the, the Show noisy. on Absolute Radio. Text the show on 81215. You can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio Webby. Via, we've gone for now. <laughs> hey? Well, at least he did the mouth wasn't full of pork scratching. I, I'm, I'm a via man, you're a via. Man, I yeah, I do veer. Yeah. <laughs> How are the scratchings? I'm always vying for position. You're always veering to the left or the right to avoid the kerfuffle. They're yes. lovely, the pork scratchings. I mean, you know, you can do all the black country jokes you like about the pork, pork scratchings, but they are really one of the nicest foods. Producer's looking out the window. <laughs> never the never worrying. Foods? Like. Actually, one of the nicest foods. <laughs> oh, not even snacks. No. Foods. Oh, you know you said you'd been catching up with all the latest action on Broadchurch. <laughs> yes. Yes, series that's right, one. everyone. <laughs> I haven't done series two Broadchurch yet. series one. Don't bother. Well, I think I can beat that. Oh, don't be negative. I think I can beat that. Producer's eating almonds now. What's happened to you people? <laughs> um, I went to see Phantom of the Opera oh. this week. <laughs> see how long it's been open? <laughs> Late review, yeah. I've never years. seen it. <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard the CDs. 30 years it's been open. It's the 30th it? year. Yeah. Wow. How was it? Absolutely awful. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's wonder, the worst thing I've Hang ever on. seen in my whole life, it and makes, I've seen some sides. It makes you wonder how it's lasted for 30 years. It's absolutely terrible. Hmm. I mean, oh my goodness. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber upstairs. I don't know if you can hear that at home. What happens is Absolute Radio decide to schedule in drilling works normally at a weekend during our show. Thank you. I don't mind it. It makes us sound like we're in the centre of things. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, back to Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> yes, except that sounds better. Now, let me tell you the extraordinary thing about Phantom of the Opera, if you can hear me over the drill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that, essentially, when you go in... I mean, it is more like... You don't like... think it's the fire drill? No. no. Okay. It feels more like a Jules Verne journey to the centre of the earth type. It does, drill, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah, what well, the Arnie Satmundson. <laughs> you want <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. It's like it's more like going to Madame Two Swords or Ripley's Believe It or Not. It's a tourist experience essentially. Mm. Well I assume that's why when you walk into <clears> the foyer on a loop on a big T V screen. They show the entire production. No. They're playing it. You see the mask being ripped off. Oh. Spoiler alert. Really? You see the chandelier crashing down. Yes, they show it. Oh, I don't like the I'm sound glad of they that. didn't do that with Broadchurch. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's Put it lots all in a trailer of, right before yeah. the show. Lots of Italian and sort of Spanish people, a lot of Germans. Someone, a lot of people saying, Can you take photo, please? Oh, okay. It's European, it's okay. Can I ask and, you a question? Yes. Um, why did you go? Well, a friend of mine might be involved in a project to do with it being on television. I can't say a, a no, much about no, it. No, no, I understand. But it might be written. But what we're or hearing something. is comp ticket. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, seats, yeah. It's a sort of spin off, a phantom spin off. You can't even well, say that. Well, it'll be more interesting than that. I mean, it could. Oh, Casper. Casper hope- Friendly Ghost? No. <laughs> If it's nothing like the musical, it'll be great because that is some terrible stuff. Well, it's not stuff. a musical. Can we make that? I would say it's, it is an opera. It's I a wouldn't. light opera because there's no 
There's no speaking in it, is there, if I remember rightly? It's everything is song. Oh. No. There's no speaking at all. Um, but what's extraordinary about it is that people just take photos throughout the whole thing. I mean, we got in trouble. We started laughing so so badly that there were tears rolling down our faces. Wow. And we got in trouble. There was a man in front of us. So I think he might have been Swedish. I mean, they were all there. And he got very angry and he kept tutting. Yeah. And then he was taking a photo of the chandelier. To be honest, I'm pretty angry. I've, I've seen a few audiences that could do with some real laughers <laughs> in <Yeah>. recent weeks. <laughs> and now suddenly Phantom of the Opera have got people crying with laughter. Have you, have you, you two not seen it? No, but this reminds me of... Sorry, but back to um, Jenny Bevan. Yes. Well, that one of the reasons, presumably, she doesn't dress in high fashion is because she works in... Um, she's in clothes. Yes. Clothes are her thing, and she mm -hmm. likes to day Like, people in chocolate factories don't eat chocolate. Mm. Whereas, I don't know about you... Yes. But I, I pursue laughter throughout my whole life. <laughs> yeah. So well, I, I, I... even You would have enjoyed it. Yeah. The Even if I was the Phantom of the Opera, if I saw you two having a really good laugh, there'd be something uplifting about it. The I prosthetics! Might just move the mask enough for a slight wink. Frank, the quality of the prosthetics. We'll leave it there. I'll come back to <laughs> come back to the quality of the prosthetics. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was talking about how I went to see Phantom of the Opera and it was atrocious. And in your opinion? In my opinion, of mm. course. Everything is in my opinion. Sky Blue Matt has tweeted me to say, taking my mum to Phantom I've for her 70th... I've got one of those by my Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> taking my mum to Phantom for her 70th. Look, really looking forward to it now. Cheers, oh, Em. Of course, I hadn't thought of that. So there oh, are still yeah. people going, you forget that. Still people going? It was a full house, darling. Yeah. Where was it? Full that... house, dear. Is it still in the West End, is it? Yeah, it's at Her Majesty's. Oh, OK. It looked very busy. Yeah. Well, it didn't look busy when I arrived. I was standing waiting for my friend by the refreshment kiosk. Mm. And the lady said, there was no one there at that point. Absolutely no one. I was the only one. There was just me, this woman, some a, a man with glasses on a lanyard at the box office. Great. And Phantom running on a loop on a telly. And she said, excuse me, could you move? I said, beg your pardon. She said, could you move because people will need access to the refreshment kiosk. I said, no, I'm fine here. Oh, dear. Oh, my stomach has knotted <laughs> off at the thought Stand of it. off. <laughs> See, I would have said, well, when someone comes, I'll move immediately. No, I said, no, I'm fine here. Much more authority, you see. Yes, I know. Landed gentry. And also a attitude. slight suggestion, even if people turn up in their droves, you're staying put. Well, no, then I said, she said, no, I need you to move. I oh, need you to. Oh, dear. I said, what? So all these people can have access and I gestured expansively with my hand, Frank, excellent. to the empty area. Excellent. So then I had... I did move grudgingly. It's all, all gone a bit Derek Cora. <laughs> 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 but then I had the standoff, both of us. She willing hordes of people <clears throat> to arrive. Oh, Me God. desperate for nobody to arrive. Very tense. <laughs> you must have knew you was on a loser at you, as you were well, at the opera. I know. So I waited five minutes. It was empty. I went, ah... <sighs> Ah, kept looking <laughs> over with satisfaction. Oh, and then God. Four, Germans in, well. four Germans in leather jackets arrived and ruined everything. Well, that's a <laughs> sentence I've read in many novels. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Tim Key's in the building. You haven't yes, even we trailed should, him. We should say that, uh, as you know, we used to have guests every week on we this did. show, and then I went off it. 
and then <laughs> you've got to be very close to my heart to become a guest on this I've show. I've said we make an exception for exceptional people, yeah. which Tim Key is one. There are exceptional people I would never. Well, like who? Well, I can't name them, can I? But, you well, know. you can. That's what about Dustin Lance Black? Um, I wouldn't have him on. Really? Yeah, I, I'm, I find him slightly frightening now that he's going to be going to be at me about stuff, okay. picking me up on things. Also, <laughs> he looks a bit like Malfoy, which I think <laughs> would uh, unnerve me. <laughs> What's he got to say to me, DLB? I'm sure he'd have a lot to say to you. Yeah. Well, this trailing of Tim Key seems to have become a conversation yeah. about Dustin anyway, Lance Black. So, yes, <laughs> so Tim Key um, is, is in a very now elite group with Neil Gaiman, David Baddiel and Moena Banks. Is that, um, That's He's it. become a guest after we've stopped having guests. So he yeah. will be on late. Tim Key. That's, that's exciting. But can I'm I just say to any... poet, actor, comedian. Oh, Rene- Renaissance man extraordinaire. Mm. Can I just say, I don't want anyone else getting ideas about coming on this show. That's all right. I think people stopped having ideas years ago. <laughs> That's Me why they get jukebox musicals yeah. and um, Mad Max being revived. Yeah. Indeed. And funnily enough, uh, there's been a brouhaha this week about Mary Berry, TV uh, cook, baker. She, she loves a brouhaha. They do at she, their um, age. She has uh, also ran out of ideas, arguably, because um, she made pasta bake on the telly. Like pasta and bacon oh, and, yeah, she and did. a jar of pesto. And people were going, how's that cooking? Like, <laughs> That's was, I like that brouhaha. she bought some pesto yeah, yeah. and boiled some pasta. God bless. You see what? They've done all the complicated stuff now. They've had That's to go. That's it. Like, you know, Heston. But I respect that. My mum's drunk friend once, I remember when we were children, put a pineapple on the dining table <laughs> and said, pudding. She was Brilliant. Australian. Um, fair Just enough. Just a big knife, or did you have to go at it? With your hands. No, she didn't even give us a knife. We had to get a, ourselves. It's a complicated fruit to eat just with <laughs> without any utensils. Yeah. Isn't they have it? a saying in Australia as well: <clears throat> "Is don't give me the sparky end of the pineapple," which means you know, don't give me the. the, the Is that right? Yeah, the, the, the rubbish part of this deal. They are some good sayings, the Aussies. They do. Well, you, that's the great thing about having spare time. <laughs> can think things up. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. So, um, <laughs> we have a guest. We, uh, this is what they do on uh, Steve Wright in the afternoon. They say, um, Tim Key's in the house. And we have to go, woo! Yeah, Welcome whoa, to the show! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> We're a posse for the first time. But Key in the house sounds a bit like... Um, yeah. Some, something that a um, crime prevention officer would be telling you about. Have I been introduced yet? <laughs> oh, yes. <here> you are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've this not is used... as conventional as a yeah. guest here. I'm not afraid. used to having guests yeah. here. I'm sorry. Well, you could just riff about the word key for five minutes. <laughs> <I could've>. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if I'm a useful jumping-off point. Oh, well, that's it. That's good of you to give yourself up like that. <laughs> but no, we'd love to hear from you. Tim, why are you here, for goodness sake? Um, I'm plugging a documentary about a Russian absurdist from the 1920s. Absolute radio! <laughs> <laughs> Coming up with Where some Russian tunes. absurdism matters. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's, uh, it's Radio 4. Let's get the... When is it on? Let's get it out of the way. No, not let's get it out of the way. <laughs> but I like to get the business end oh, yeah. out of the way. Wednesday at 11.30am. OK. Yeah. 
Or is it in the morning? That'll be the... Oh, yeah, it's pretty dry. That'll be the... That'll <laughs> well, be the... Uh... put yourself down, Tim. <laughs> no, don't. It was, it's meant tent. to be dry. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Okay. So, uh, t- t- tell, tell Have me Have you got any questions about the Russian Observist? Yes. Okay. Can we ease in gently? I was going to ask about Alan Partridge and Alpha Pap. No. Oh, I want to go straight into calms. Okay. So he's called... He's, no, how's this for pronunciation? Daniel Carms. Not very good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Harms. Harms, okay. yeah. Do you know Daniel Harms? No, but thanks for the tip. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he changed his name. He was he was born Daniel Yugachov, but he changed his name to Harms. Too Russian, did he think? Uh, well, he, was, he had an obsession with Sherlock Holmes. Yes, I read this about <laughs> him. Ah. Have you read up about it? Yeah. Thank you. It's okay. It's okay, Jim. <laughs> No, but it's people like you who read up about it that that stops people from uh, listening to the documents. They think I've already read up about it. Thanks for the criticism. <laughs> <laughs> Doing your homework. Yeah. Now, so tell tell us a bit about D- Daniel Harm. Well, he wrote in the nineteen twenties and thirties, hmm. and he wrote sort of short, quite absurd um, bits and pieces. Then he got it was there was things like Stalin happening. Yes, and Stalin uh, he got arrested and went and got sent to into exile. And then he couldn't write anymore, so he had to write just children's stuff. And he wrote on the side just for his friends, and then that stuff is now being published. Okay. Do you want to so, hear, hear a sample? Yeah, yeah, I would like to, yeah. What, so what year would this be from, sort so of? So this one is in the 30s. Okay. So he was sort of poverty-stricken at this time and just sort of plugging away, really. Um, and this is the sort of thing he was writing. I sense you're identifying with this, too. <laughs> I, I identify with him a He's lot. He's been in a Hollywood okay. movie, Frank. I know that, but you know. Well, Hollywood. So was um, Daniel Lance Black. Oh, I, I heard you stuff about him. Dustin, Dustin Lance Dustin. Black. Oh, yeah. I'm on about his brother was in a Hollywood movie. Ah, <laughs> 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 Dan. I heard him talking about Ah, Dan on the news. Sorry, Sorry Tim. Tim. So here we go. So, so this thing. is a piece. <laughs> read your little <laughs> Russian thing. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about your little documentary. <laughs> so this is, his, this is a, a, a story called The Plummeting Old Women. A certain old woman, out of excessive curiosity, fell out of a window, plummeted to the ground and was smashed to pieces. (laughs) Another old woman leaned out of the window and began looking at the remains of the first one, but she also, out of excessive curiosity, fell out of the window, plummeted to the ground and was smashed to pieces. Then a third old woman plummeted from the window, then a fourth, then a fifth. By the time a sixth old woman had plummeted down, I was fed up watching them. (laughs) <laughs> and went off to Maltevsky Market, where, it was said, a knitted shawl had been given to a certain blind man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an extra, that's it. That's it, that's his, that's his story, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how the documentary starts. I don't know if we should have led into this from Mary Berry. <laughs> 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 but, um, it's, um, I really like it. <laughs> It's very... I really love it. Can I say, it's quite Tim Key. Yeah. 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 Uh, you can. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, were you influenced by... Well, I don't know. I can't work out whether I was or when not. When did you discover... In the documentary, harm. say, I, I, in the documentary I make it clear that I wasn't influenced, but I think I was a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about his estate. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very litigious. Our lawyers are watching <laughs> News of the World. Somebody's probably still driving his estate in Russia. <laughs> the way things are. Yeah. Um, so, I should say that, um, you are, um, I was once in Cologne with Tim, and we were trying to find the cathedral, and in order to find it, because our German was poor, uh, Tim spotted a Russian woman on the underground and spoke to her in fluent Russian. Mm. Oh, which was very impressive. 
That he is, is impressive. impressive, isn't he? I mean, Russian poets, Radio 4, it's all so impressive, isn't it? I think they probably spoke English, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they probably <laughs> Looking back on it. <laughs> they looked pretty shame. blank when I was using my Russian. <laughs> it was a shame. Yeah, well, they were English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've got Leeds United shirts on. I spoke a lot of Russian to them and then whispered, where's the cathedral? Are you multilingual then, Tim? No, not really. I speak a little bit of Russian. Oh, I can lovely. get by. You did a degree in Russian, uh, Tim. Don't be modest. Oh, yeah. I know, you don't want me to be modest? <laughs> no. No, yeah, OK. I got a first-class degree in Russian. There you go. Wow. Oh, he's clever. Come on. I think we're going to go into the advert tonight, because I'd like people to have time to chew it over. Absolute. 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 Radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Tim Key in the Tim house. Tim Key is here. Now, Tim, before yeah. we go any further, I think you gave us the wrong date for your Yeah, I wanted to day. update you on that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so the documentary is on Radio 4. What is it called? Um, it's called Tim Key Delves into Daniel Harms, and that's all. OK. And it's 11.30am. 11.30am. And I got all of that right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Thursday. OK. It's just one day out. Thursday the... Yeah. What would that be? The 11th? 10th. 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 Oh, God, My dad's no, birthday. Oh, really? A lem- lovely. Oh, that would be a helpful way for us to remember. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. <laughs> be a nice way to remember his birthday. <laughs> I didn't know, Tim, that you'd won, you'd won the Euro- European Radio's pre-Italia. Yeah, I did, actually. Tell yeah. us about that. Well, I mean, you've, you've told us about it. <laughs> <laughs> I never, my last documentary, which was about um, Nikolai Gogol, uh, his story... Another Russian. Another Russian. It's all yes. about the Russians. All about the Soon. Russians, yeah. Um, he wrote, uh, he wrote a, a book called The Overcoat, and I made a um, powerful documentary <laughs> about Gogol and the, the Overcoat. And actually, what was quite clever was the documentary started to ape the the story of the overcoat so it's actually quite cleverly done and uh, mm-hmm. i think that's what in the end got the old award that Pre-Italia. was also during the yeah. daytime wasn't it because i heard some of that did you yeah heard it I heard, yeah. heard some of it isn't great <laughs> it's all right it's all right if it's the last bit if it's the first bit it's not great the first uh, four minutes of that contrary to popular opinion i've got appointments no, I, uh, I I did hear the end of it. I think, you know, you get in the car and the radio's on. Alan would have had a martial hey. arts class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> Almost did you hear it, Frank? <coughs> no. What sort of... Not only have I not sort of heard it. It's about four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clashed with Broadchurch, yeah. probably. Uh, <laughs> is it... Is it st- I wish it, it must, it must I be coming up it. to the moment to listen to it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll be reviewing it on here in a couple of weeks' time. I didn't hear it, Tim. But I do enjoy your work on Mid-Morning Matters. Oh, thank you. That, Are you both yeah. familiar with this? Yeah. Like, of course. Thank you. I've, I've had real flashbacks since he put his headphones on. Now. I know. He's like the most yeah. famous radio psychic ever. Yes, I know. Whenever I go on the radio, there is people... There's a chill in the air where people think, <laughs> oh, God, I think I must be Alan Partridge. Yeah, he's going to be comparing <laughs> yeah. us to, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. so Timmy's in the... Would, it, would we call it the new Alan Partridge vehicle? Well, you had a hiatus for four years, so you can watch the first series now. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the, are you worried, Tim, that if people are saying a new Cold War is coming about? If that happens, work's going to dry up for you, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I suppose it is. Or maybe people will be more enthused to... Well, I miss the Cold War. Do you? I grew up in, you know... You... I grew up with constant conversation about will they press the button, and I found it, you know, kept me on my toes. <laughs> Extraordinary <laughs> political yeah. take on things. What else are you up to, Tim? Apart from uh... what am I up to? Oh, I'm writing a a sitcom with a guy called Tom Basden. Oh yes, yeah. He's got he's got a sitcom commissioned. 
um, called Foreign Bodies, which is about people sort of... It's like fresh meat, but around the world, they're on a gap year. Russia? Uh, China, <laughs> okay. Thailand, Vietnam. And it's gap year, is it? So not like 41-year-old actors from the north of England. None of that stuff oh, in there. There's, no. there's one 40-year-old guy who's like a bit older than all the people he's travelling with. He sounds great. Yeah. He sounds absolutely... He sounds Tim, tall. Tim's probably sounds got tall. that part, that guy. Well, it's written for me, so it's yeah. mine to lose. Oh, yet again, you get a great... part that I could have done. Well, hey, what's written again? <laughs> <laughs> Tr- tree, tree. <laughs> partridge. I mean, it's all there, isn't it? Yeah, Add it up. Yeah. And I, you're really into Russian absurdism as well. Aren't you? Really into mm. it. I mean, not that into it. That'd be weird. But uh, you know, not as as into it as Tim is. But nearly. Shall I read this really small one going into your next thing? Yeah, oh, that'd yeah. be good. And then we'll play um, we'll play Uprising by Muse, which has got a sort of Russian feel to it. Yeah. Oh, I think that might dovetail rather well. Okay. Um, this one's called... Can you just hold your hand up when you've finished it so I don't crash you? <gasps> yep, sure. One day, Orlov stuffed himself with mashed peas and died. And Krilov, on finding out about this, also died. And Spiridonov died on his own accord. And Spiridonov's wife fell off the sideboard and also died. And Spiridonov's children drowned in the pond. And Spiridonov's grandmother hit the bottle and took to the road. And Mikhailovich stopped combing his hair and went down with mange. And Krugloff stretched, <laughs> sketched a woman with a whip in her hands and went out of his mind... And Perikrestov received 400 rubles by wire and put on such airs that he got chucked out of work. <laughs> they are all good people, but they can't keep their feet firmly on the ground. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're talking to Tim Key, um, mainly about Daniel Harm. Oh, much better. Could, you yeah, could afford yeah. to speed it up a little bit, but otherwise that was good pronunciation. <laughs> OK. Mm-hmm. I'm killing time. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be pronouncing all the English names slowly as well. Have you ever heard of Mikhail um, Taraverdiev? Oh, very good. No, I haven't. Who's he? He, um, somebody sent me... I get sent CDs on this show. They sent me these three CDs of the film music he composed in the 40s. Oh, good. It's, it's amazing. Oh, I'd like to hear Anyone that. Anyone listening, please go oh, on. I thought they sent those to Nick Grimshaw. I couldn't really play it on here. It's a bit too um, 1940s film music. But I could put it on my documentary. Excellent. Mm-hmm. 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 It's a bit late now, isn't it? It's going out Thursday. I know, but we've, we've, we've finished recording it on, um, on Wednesday. What do you... Oh. Yeah, it's really quick to really? So They're editing Those it at the moment. pants, Tim. Well, I'd recommend um, Taraverdiev's music. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I thought you said I'd recommend just giving yourself a bit more time to edit things. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know, as an older statesman yeah. in the comedy world. Because <laughs> your documentary won't be very good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, what, what, what do you hope will be the upshot of this? Are you hoping that people are going to race out and buy lots of harms? I, I really, yeah, I really am. I th- I, it is amazing stuff. And I, it's quite... I don't know, if someone sort of told me that something's really funny from the olden days, I'd sort of go, well, yeah, and then you sort of have to sort of justify it and say, yeah, but it was written in that time. Mm. But his stuff, it, I, it is laugh-out-loud funny, like I've never really yeah. read anything for a long, long time. So I do feel that there is, like, it, it could sort of... Ca- if, it, if it was published, it could be something that people might be interested in. But I don't know how much traction a Radio 4 documentary has. I might have to make it <laughs> well, a I'd BBC t- 4 documentary or in, Well, in the, age, in the age of the radio I play, I think a lot of people... I mean, this, you know, we get a lot of, a lot of listeners. Tim, this could, this could double your... Um, Income. Yeah. Exactly. And we do some topics which are a bit unusual. Yeah. Do we? How, we did how Our text in today, do you know what it was, Frank? I can't remember. Um, what age do what? sheep die? 
Mm. Oh, I heard you, talk, heard you talking about Phantom earlier. So it's, it's a broad... Have you seen Phantom? I, thought, I was very late to Broadchurch. I saw it about two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> on the plane. I've seen you as an early adopter. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, have you, have you got acting stuff coming up, Tim? Because you're doing it all. I'm in the Partridge thing, but... That's on at the moment, that's and I'm on, watching it. That's on at the moment, yeah. I don't know, you, you keep sort of asking me about stuff coming up, and it's sort of making me more and more sad. <laughs> I, I wanted to focus on this documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what we was. It's like, we thought... Me and Do you just think I've got more potential? Well, Alan and I... I was gonna... We'll, we'll have that talk after. I right. was... Oh, Alan no, and I... I hate it when he no. has that talk with people. It's awful. No, Alan and I were saying that you're a man who's always got a new idea on the go. And was a new Don't person. act like I didn't say it, and I was a naysayer. <laughs> yeah. Emily said you were lazy as <laughs> I think that... I, it was hard to hear, because um, Emily was just going... <laughs> <laughs> for ages, and oh, it was really embarrassing. <laughs> now, can I say, if you've never seen Tim Key um, live, he's... Um, I'd say one of the funniest men in the He's world. He's quite brilliant. Um, so, well, I said I, quite, I, Tim. Yes, I would, oh, no, I got that. <laughs> I, would I, I saw your counter argument. <laughs> 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 so, um, so on uh, Thursday, this coming Thursday, the tenth, on uh, at eleven thirty on BBC Radio Four, Kim, Tim Key delves into Daniel Kahan. Yeah. Okay. Actually, when I did, I was temping and I, I finished my job and they sent an email around and they called me Kim Key. And I'd been there for about six months. <laughs> did I just call you Kim Key? Well, you're on the verge of it. It brought back memories, let's put it that way. I think I'm, I was just, at, as we spoke of travel, I thought about my time in Korea. I was thinking about kimchi. <laughs> yeah. your, eyes, your eyes did glaze over a bit. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I was you're a particularly hot one I was thinking of. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming in, Tim. Thanks it's for having me. I know you don't usually have guests. No, no, but we liked you coming in. Because well, we like you. Well, I'll pop in again soon. We'll come yeah, for breakfast, come on. Oh, are you going for breakfast? Yeah. Do you come for yeah, brunch? Do you come? Oh, just a bit. Oh, okay. okay, great, that's that sort lovely. of thing. <laughs> um, lovely. And, uh, you know, this my, is all on girl... the radio, don't you guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I, th I, I thought we'd finished. <laughs> Oh, God. Thank God I didn't give the end of Broadchurch away. <laughs> so, anyway, um, thank you so much for listening this morning. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.